0: From Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is the News 8 Daily 8 Podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 Update.
1: Hi, I'm Kylie Conway, and this is your News 8 Daily 8 for Friday, March 10th. Rain's going to speed out of central Indiana as we uh, go farther into the Friday Areas north of Indianapolis, though, are going to deal with some rain and snow mix. By this afternoon, there could be a spotty snow shower that trickles down toward I-70. Highs are going to be this morning, actually, with numbers in the upper 30s to low 40s before temperatures fall a little bit this afternoon. Winds are going to expect to be breezy with gusts up to 25, 30 miles per hour at times. Today, services start for a state trooper who was killed one week ago. Authorities say Master Trooper James Bailey died as he tried to put out stop sticks to end a chase, and the Jeep leading it hit him. Today's visitation is at County Line Church of God in Auburn from 2 to 8. The funeral is tomorrow in Garrett. The man accused of killing Bailey now faces several charges including murder. Terry Sands is accused of knowingly or intentionally turning his car toward Bailey. Police say Sands admitted that he had smoked marijuana before the chase started and meant to hit Bailey's car to kill himself, not the trooper. Sands is scheduled to appear in court March 21st. State police say they have several videos of the crash. Indianapolis police say a man is dead and another wounded after separate shootings just minutes apart. The first shooting was at a business on North Sherman Drive just before 7 last night. Police say medics took a man to Methodist Hospital in critical condition, but he died. At 7, police responded to a shooting at Chatsby Drive just off North High School Road. Police say the victim is at Eskenazi in critical condition. No other information on either incident has been released. Today, services for a Central Indiana soldier who was missing in action for 70 years. The funeral for Sergeant Charles Garragus is this afternoon in Mooresville. He left for the Korean War at 24 years old and never returned home. His family says North Korea returned his remains in 2018, but it took more than four years for a DNA match to confirm the identity. The remains of Sergeant Garagas arrived in Indiana this week. The funeral will include full military honors to recognize his service and sacrifice. Supporters of a now ousted Madison County school counselor say they are furious with the decisions to fire her. The school board voted unanimously to fire Pendleton Heights high school counselor Kathy McCord last night. The district says she told other teachers not to embrace its gender support plan. The plan allows students to change their pronouns without parents knowing. The board says McCord gave a copy of the policy to the Daily Signal, made misleading statements about the policy, then lied to the board about it. McCord's supporters packed last night's board meeting, wearing "Keep Kathy" shirts.
0: We all need to be tolerant, but I'm to the point in my life now where I realize, you know, someone taking a political potato masher, so to speak, or in this case, a wokeism potato masher, and jamming it down my throat and saying that I have to accept this—I don't like that kind of—I don't like that kind of thought.
1: A former student disagrees, saying McCord's actions could put students in danger.
0: I wouldn't trust her anymore. After what she did, I, I wouldn't trust her. How, how, can I, how can I make sure that what I tell her remains confidential? You know, if she really were this great counselor, I think that um, there'd be students out here supporting her, current students.
1: Board members handed out copies of the gender support plan to people at the meeting so they are clear on the policy. Our IT mate has uncovered new details about violations committed by a landfill in Putnam County over the past decade. It's the site getting soil from last month's train derailment in Ohio. IT mate's Cody Fisher is digging into the past of the facility.
2: Idim documents show the violations against the Heritage Environmental Services landfill center around something called a macro encapsulation bag. What's a macro encapsulation bag? Yeah so so this is just a way to contain uh materials right uh it's it's the macro encapsulation bag is just refers to the fact that you can actually put a barrier between the material that might be potentially dangerous and the outside and it's for larger, larger materials. IDEM documents show the agency and the company disagree on whether or not a macro encapsulation bag qualifies as a treatment standard for hazardous waste and if materials inside a bag shipped to the landfill need extra treatment. I think it's all has to do with how, how the, the state wants it defined and how the facility wants it defined. Lives in Rochdale, just down the road from the landfill. She is one of the many people in the area who have voiced their concerns about the contaminated soil and the violations against the landfill over the past few years. I asked her if it brings her comfort knowing the violations are not for any spills of toxic material into the environment.
1: I think there's no comfort level when that, if you're really going to face it and face the facts.
2: Thurman says one of the facts she's facing is that Heritage Environmental Services is a private company that has been qualified to dispose of toxic materials at the landfill for a long time.
1: We can only trust what they're going to say and what, you know, hope hope that whoever's regulating them is doing their job the correct way and in an honest way.
2: Thurman told IT teammate she is not happy with how the whole situation is being handled by the company. She would like to see it try and mend fences with the people of the area by investing more in their community.
1: Put a new roof on the community building. Um, sponsor more in the area. I mean, you're here, you're doing this. It's kind of, a, it's a, a dirty job, really. Um, you know, it's not going to fix things, but Invest in the community then and do some good.
2: IT Made uncovered that Heritage Environmental Services has paid over $120,000 in county property taxes for the landfill since 2013. Reporting in Putnam County, Cody Fisher, WISH-TV, IT Made.
1: As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued
2: I am determined to make this right norfolk southern will clean the site safely thoroughly and with urgency you have my personal commitment
1: that is the ceo of norfolk southern he faced congress yesterday alan shaw testified in front of the senate committee on environment and public works he told lawmakers that he's deeply sorry for the impact of the derailment, but stopped short of endorsing a Senate bill that would strengthen safety regulations. Shaw also declined to make specific commitments to pay for the long-term health and economic effects on the community. And Norfolk Southern train it, one derailed in Alabama yesterday, east of Birmingham. The company's spokesperson says the train had about 37 cars and none was carrying hazardous materials. Norfolk Southern says there is no threat to the public. President Biden is laying out his new budget proposal. He unveiled it at a union training center in Philadelphia yesterday. Biden challenged congressional Republicans to release their own budget, but expressed doubt that they could make the numbers match their calls for a balanced budget. And Biden's former executive assistant will speak with lawmakers in the House Oversight Committee next month. That's according to an anonymous source cited by CNN. It's over the classified documents found at Biden's home and office. The committee sent Kathy Chung a letter last month demanding an interview and information related to the documents. It's also asking for information about communications with Biden's family over the last 10 years. Chung recently handed over files related to the movement of documents when then-Vice President Biden left office. A source says she was one of the staffers who packed Biden's belongings and documents. Legal experts say a new move by prosecutors in New York could be a signal that charges are coming for former President Donald Trump. Attorneys for Trump say prosecutors have invited him to testify in front of the New York grand jury that's investigating hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Prosecutors say the money was meant to keep Daniels from going public about sexual encounters with Trump. Under New York law, anyone who could face an indictment from a grand jury has the right to face the panel before it decides whether to recommend the charges. Mayor Joe Hogsett is celebrating a program focused on food security. The Good Food for All initiative is led by the Partnership for a Healthier America and Instacart. Representatives from both organizations joined Hogsett at Gleaners Food Bank yesterday to talk about the program. They say 75% of people in Indianapolis are in need of more equitable food access. Leaders say the program is focused on benefiting the most disadvantaged by providing more than 600 families with free food delivery and a monthly stipend for fresh fruits and vegetables. The organizations say they aim to bring 10 million servings of produce to families nationwide over the next three years. IU and Purdue both tip off their Big Ten tournament runs in Chicago. WISH-TV is already there, getting you ready for all the action. Our Angela Morian has more from the Windy City.
0: Big Ten basketball taking over Chicago this week as the conference tournament descends on the Windy City. All eyes on the two schools from Indiana. First, there's number five, Purdue. They have the number one seed in the conference tournament, but the Boilers still haven't shored up that number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Purdue hoping to make their argument a little stronger with a strong showing in the conference tournament this week. They will get everything started at noon Friday against Rutgers. Then there's IU. Trace Jackson Davis made it clear. He wants to hang a Big Ten tournament banner from the rafters of Assembly Hall before leaving the Hoosiers. I use Quest to make that happen starts in the last game on Friday. We're going to have you covered from all those games throughout the week with exclusive content right here on Wish TV. So be sure to follow us and follow me on Twitter as well at Sideline as we'll keep you posted throughout the weekend. For now, I'm Angela Morian for Wish TV, WishTV.com and be sure to like us on Facebook.
1: And downtown Indianapolis is kicking into high gear this weekend. Supercross returns to Lucas Oil Stadium. It will be at Lucas Oil Stadium Saturdays tomorrow from 12 to 6. The opening ceremonies are at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Racing starts at 7.00. The Fan Fest is from 12 to 6 tomorrow. So a lot of fun to be had there. Two business headlines. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, largest pro-business lobbying group in the country, released a report on generative artificial intelligence calling on lawmakers to create some sort of regulation around the ballooning technology. They didn't offer any suggestions or details, though. The report noted AI is projected to add $13 trillion to the global economic growth by 2030. The security website VPN Overview analyzed the Internet search trends for the 30 most popular apps to see which ones people were most interested in dumping. It found more than 900,000 searches in the past six months on how to delete Instagram, the highest search volume of any app. Facebook was a distant second with 385,000 searches in Snapchat and Twitter. Entities connected to Elon Musk and his companies have reportedly been acquiring thousands of acres of land in Texas with the hope of starting a town where his employees could live and work. The Wall Street Journal reports these entities have purchased at least 3,500 acres near Austin and are in the process of working toward incorporating a town called Snailbrook. About 41 million vinyl albums sold last year, compared with 33 million CDs. The figures contributed to another banner year for the music industry. Sales of recorded music rose 6% to a record $15.9 billion last year, the seventh straight year of growth, according to the Recording Industry Association of America. Vinyl's resurgence has been fueled by indie rock fans convinced of LP's superior sound quality and young people attracted to the nostalgia of playing records. This has been your News 8 Daily 8 for WISH TV. I'm Kylie Conway, online at wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook when you search WISH TV. This
0: is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with WISH TV's Kylie Conway. A WISH TV News 8 update on demand for even more on demand and on the go. Connect with WISH TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free WISH TV mobile app. Thank you for listening and be sure to like subscribe and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the all Indiana podcast network and wherever you get your podcast.